Bavakama daf yod, the last thing we're discussing was the Mishnah on daf te'et amud bet told us that if I'm responsible of safeguarding something, I'm liable for the damages that it caused. Then we started the Braita at the bottom of te'et amud bet, telling us the difference and the stringencies and leniencies uh, between a shore, an ox, the damages caused by an ox and damages caused by a hole. On the top of Yud Amud Aleph, it told us the differences between the damages caused by an ox versus uh, damages caused by a fire. And then we ended off with the differences between the j- damages caused by fire versus the damages caused by the hole. And with that, we're going to start Yud Amud Aleph, 13 lines in, first word on the line, where it says Vilitni. So the Gemara has a question. Why don't we say in the Braita, Vilitni Homer Beshor Mi Bebor? Why don't we say that? There's one more stringency of uh, of damages caused by an ox versus damages caused by a hole. We should add that one of the difference between the damages caused by ox versus damages caused by the hole is that if the bull damaged uh, utensils, you're liable. But if utensils fell into the hole, you're not liable. So the Gemara explains, Hamani, who's this Braita, Rabbi Yehudahi, Demhayev al He holds that if someone's utensils broke because they fell into the hole, then the person who made the hole is liable. So the Gemara says, Ah, Rabbi Yehudahi, if it's Rabbi Yehudahi, then MSF, look at the second part. It says, Homer Be'esh mi Bebor. So look at the sef, look at the second part. There's a stringency by fire more than the hole, that the fire goes and damages, and it eats things that is meant for the fire and not meant for the fire, which and that's not the case in regards to the hole. What's, what does that mean, things that are normal for it, things that are befitting for the fire? Okay, we can explain. It's I'd seem wood, right? Okay, so what's things that are not meant for it to destroy? Kelim utensils, right? But you don't you usually you don't uh, light utensils. Okay, mashe'en ken bebor, but that's not the case in regards to the hole. Ve'ir bihuda. Now, if that's bihuda, ha'amart mehayev hayar bihuda on this kelim bebor. We said you're not liable on things that fell into the fire. But you said it's Rabbi Uda, and Rabbi Uda says you are liable for utensils that fell into the fire. So the Gemara tries a different answer. You have to say it's Rabbanan. They hold that utensils that fell into the hole, you're exempt. Vitana veshir. And we said we started the, we started uh, talking the Brayta, but we left things over. One of the things we left over was utensils falling into the hole. So the Gemara says my shear the high shear. Wait, so what else did you leave over? Meaning if you left over, it can't be that you left over one thing. It has to be that you left over more things in order for me to uh, accept that answer. So the Gemara explains, Shi'er Tamun. We left off in the Braita the case of something hidden. The difference is that if, let's say an ox kicked a, a bag that no one could tell what was in it. And inside of it was utensils. You're obligated to pay. And if a donkey fell into a hole and he had a big load, uh, he had a big bag of things inside of him, and they fell into the into the hole, you're obligated to pay. But with fire, if things are hidden, you are not obligated to pay. There's different rules. With the fire, the pasuk says, It says the word kama. Kama is a pile of uh, uh, grain. 
for example. And usually the pile of grain is uncovered. That's how we learn the, the halacha. Now, ibait ima, or you could say the olam rabbi Yehuda, or you could say we'll go back. We'll say it's rabbi Yehuda. What's vidavash and ra'uila? When we said in the Braita, uh, things that are not befitting for the fire. No, we're not talking about utensils. We're talking about a case where the fire destroyed someone's stones. He was supposed to build a, a house with these stones. And now they look all charred. Or they uh, they burnt his field. So whatever he, whatever was going on in his field, um, the, the plowing that was done over there got, uh, got messy, got messed up because of the fire. So things got ruined even though that's not a normal thing for the fire to do. So now, Matki Fla Rav Asher. Rav Asher has a question. Litni, Chomer B'Shomi B'Bor, Sheshor Hayav Bo, Shor Pesule Mugdashin, Mashe'en Ken B'Bor. Rav Asher has a question on the Braita. Okay, if the Braita is like Rabbi Yehuda, why don't we just add to the Braita that there is a stringency for, uh, over, from the ox over the hole, that with the ox... Your hayav, if it gored, let's say another ox of uh, of a korban that was supposed to be korban, it got wounded, so it became pasul. Mashen can be bored, but there's a difference when if that uh, if that pasul korban fell into a hole, you're not obligated to pay. And Rav Asher clarifies, If you wanted to say that the Braitas like Rabbanan, and there was things missing. Okay, I could say same thing over here. I did the shir. Okay, the Braita didn't talk about the fire burning things that were covered. So it didn't talk about the, the shor pesulea mukdashin, the pasul korban either. Great. But if you want to say that the Braita is like Rabbi Uda, who says that uh, if uh, Kelim fell into a bore, you'd be obligated. And same thing with the, with the fire, if it got something uh, hidden. Then my share, the share, then what was left over in the Braita. So the Gemara explains, you could always say that uh, according to Rabbi Udash, Yer Dash Beniro. You know, we left over one other stringency is that if an ox ruined someone's plowing, imagine someone plowed his field, he made a whole bunch of rows, came a cow, came an ox, and ruined everything. The ox's owner is liable to pay for the damage that was done. The Gemara says no, because dash if it's because of the ox ruining the rose in the in the field, that's not missing anything because the hatana because you could always say the uh, the ox was already mentioned in the beginning. We said that an ox usually goes to damage. This is part of going to damage. So you could say that it was already mentioned. So again, if you really want to say it's a bihuda, you're stuck. Next. We learned on the Mishnah, if someone was able to do something small to make this uh, thing able to damage, you are now liable for the, uh, for the entire damage. The Mishnah told us that if someone did something small to be, make this thing able to damage, if it damaged, you're liable for all the damage Ketzad, what are we talking about? So the Gemara explains. Someone dug a hole nine tefahim deep, which it doesn't damage. The Hachim have a tradition that that doesn't damage. And then someone came and just dug a hole a little bit bigger and he made it now ten tefahim. The last one is obligated. So even if he only did a little bit of the work, still he's obligated to, pay, to fully pay. 
And you should just know, our Mishnah, like Hachamim, Udlo Kirbi, Nal Kirbi, the Tanya. If someone dug a hole nine tefahim and the person came and made it now ten tefahim, the last person is the one who is liable for the damages. If an animal died in there, then you're right, the second person is liable. But if it just caused damage, then they're both liable for the damage because even in nine tefahim, damage can happen. So you see, our Mishnah can't be like Rabbi. Rav Papa Amar, Lemita, Bedivrea Kol. Rav Papa simply says that our Mishnah is talking about death, and it's according to everyone, Hachamim, Rabbi, and there's no issue. Some say, let's say it's not like Rabbi. And I'm out of Papa, that no, we're talking, the Mishnah is talking about uh, death, and according to everyone, we're talking about the second guy added the tefah, and he is liable, and both Rabbi and Hachamim both agree to it. Now, now Rabbi Zera has a question. There are no other cases where someone did a little bit of an action and now he's liable for the entire damage. We have another case. If someone gave over his ox to five people to watch over it, one of them was negligent, wasn't watching properly, and the ox went and damaged something. That one negligent Shomer, he's uh, he's uh, liable to pay for everything, even though he only did a little bit. So now, what are we talking about? So if we're talking about a situation that without him, it would not have been protected, it would not have been safeguarded, then Peshita, the Ihu then okay, it's obviously he should be liable because he's the one who caused the damage. Ella, rather, we're talking about a situation, the beloved Ihu Nami Mintar. We're talking about a situation where we have a safeguard even without him. So then, if that's the case, Mike Avid, then what, what did he do wrong? Meaning, other people should have uh, taken care of the situation also. That's the way Rashi explains it. So, Yatosfor explains, meaning, why is he liable more than the other guys? So, we don't really have a situation. So therefore, we can't add that to the Mishnah's clause about uh, doing a little bit and then having to, to, to pay for the entire thing. So, then, Matkifla Rav Sheshat. Rav Sheshat has a question. How about a person who added, let's say, straw to a fire? He added more wood to a fire. And by that, the fire got bigger and it ended up in his friend's field and caused damage over there. Uh, so again, all the guy did was add a little bit of wood and then made a big damage and now he, he's obligated to pay. So the Gemara says, wait a second, what exactly are we talking about? If it, if without this person's wood, it never would have went to the other person's field and uh, caused the fire, then Peshita obviously has to pay. There's no reason uh, this, the first person should be high of. The first person made a small fire, the other person made, caused the fire to go to the other field. And if you want to tell me that it was going there anyways, so what did this person do by adding a couple of wood chips? So we can't, we don't really have an idea of what this case is talking about. Therefore, we can't add it to the Mishnah. So now, question. We have a Braita that might be part of this case. Five people said on the on a bench didn't break it. And the sixth person came and sat on it, and he's the straw that broke the camel's back. The last person, he's the one who's uh, liable for payment. 
Rav Papa said, it's only if someone really, really fat like Papa Bar Abbas sat on that bench. He's that sixth person, and that's why it broke. And now the Gemara asks, hey, Chidami, what are we talking about? If you want to tell me, if it wasn't for him, it would not have broke. Then Pshita, well, obviously the last person is Hayav. He's liable. You want to tell me even without him it would have broke anyways. Well then my copy then he didn't do anything. What do you do? So again, it's not part of the Mishnah. But the Gemara takes a step back and says, wait a second. Okay, wait a second. We're not going to move on. That Mishnah in regards to the five people on the bench and the sixth guy uh, sitting. Uh, explain that uh, to me. How, how, what happened over there? So the Gemara explains, We're talking about a situation, if just the regular five people were sitting on it, it would have broken in two hours. But now this person came and it broke in an hour. He caused the the breaking to happen faster. The Amrele, they said, They could tell him, if it wasn't for you, we would have sat here another couple of minutes, got up, and nothing would have happened. You're the one who caused all this to happen. But the has a question, but why is the last person liable? He should respond back to them. He could always say, Listen, if you guys weren't sitting there, me by myself, I wouldn't have bro- uh, broken it. Meaning, it, it goes hand in hand over here. So the Gemara responds, We're talking about a situation where he leaned on the men sitting on this bench. He didn't give them a chance to get up, and that's why it broke. The Gemara says, yeah, but Peshita, well, obviously, he should be obligated. They, they didn't do anything wrong. So the Gemara explains, I would have thought in regards to damages, maybe his power is not like his actual body. And maybe he's not the one who is obligated to pay. That's the Hidush over here. That his power, by him making them not able to get up, it's as if he's the one who caused the damage. It's like his body. Whenever... His body damages, then his power also causes damage, and therefore he's liable. Now the master question, is there no other cases where someone did a small action and he's liable for the entire damage? We have another breita. Ten people hit a man with ten sticks. Whether it's all the same time or one after the other. And they end up dying. They're all exempt from getting killed by Betin. On the other end, if each one hit after the other, then the last person is liable. He's supposed to get that mita, that that uh, that uh, death penalty by betin, because you caused the death to happen faster, meaning he was almost dead. But since you uh, killed him, mamash killed him, then therefore you're liable for the punishment. So here you have another case, and the Gemara responds, "No, we're not talking about death. We're talking about just regular damages." Or you could say, or you could say, we're not talking about machlokets, meaning you have Rabbanan versus Rabbi We're talking about just regular case where everyone agrees. The Gemara says, "Velo, wait, we're not talking about machlokets." They look at Rabbi. Didn't we say that our Mishnah is not like Rabbi? 
Gemara responds, Deloke Rebi Uchrabanan Mokminan. No, over there in the Mishnah, we said it's not Rebi, but we said it's Rabanan. That makes sense to say. But to say it's Kerebi Uda ben Beterav, Veloke Rabanan, Lomokminan. But to say, oh, this uh, Mishnah is like Rebi Uda, not like Rabanan, no one does that. That's not, uh, that's not the right way to do. Meaning, it doesn't make sense to say that a Stam Mishnah, Mishnah with no name, which we know the Halakha is going to be like, there's no point to say that it's like one rabbi, a minority opinion, when we know for a fact that the... Next, we learned in the Mishnah, If I caused a little bit of the ability to damage, then now I am liable for the entire damage. So now it says, It doesn't say that I am liable for the damage. Meaning I would have to give something or pay something that is worth the entire damage. Rather, I have to just make sure that everything gets evened out. Meaning the person who was damaged can keep the animal that uh, that died. And whatever loss uh, that incurred, okay, I'll, I'll finish it. So let's say my ox killed his ox. Let's say his ox alive was worth a thousand, and now that it's dead, it's now worth five hundred. Okay, so I just have to make up the other five hundred. But if that's the chidush, well, tenina had it rabbanan. We have whatever we learn Mishnah. We have in a brayta it says tashlumen ezek melamet shabali metapelin banevela. What says tashlumen ezek? It sounds like the person was damaged. Okay, he takes the whatever was damaged, and the the, the person who damaged has to make up the difference. So the Gemara tries to understand, how do we know that the damager only has to make up the difference? Because the Pasuk says in regards to a person who killed his, anim- his friend's animal, if someone hurts a, an animal, he has to pay it. Don't say you have to pay for it. You have to complete it, meaning make up the difference. He learns from a different pasuk. If the animal gets uh, killed because of someone's negligent watch, then and we're doresh that pasuk that whatever the difference is until the terefa, that's what the, the person is liable to pay. But not the dead animal itself. So whatever the dead animal that goes to the person who was damaged, and the rest. The, the the person who damaged has to make up. That was Rafkana. So you have Rabbi Ami, you have Rafkana. Now you have Hiskia Amar Mehacha. He learns from a different pasuk. It says uh, this pasuk says Yishalem Yishalem short a hatchor. You have to pay an ox for an ox. Vehamet Yihye Lo, and the dead ox will belong to him. Who Lenizak? It goes to the person who was damaged. Vechen Tana Debe Hiskia. He taught in Brayta. Vehamet Yihye Lo Lenizak. The, the, the dead animal goes to the person who was damaged. Does it go to the person who was damaged or to the damager? The Brayta explains, We said, didn't we explain the Pasuk? The Gemara says, What does that mean? What does that mean? If you want to say that the dead carcass over here belongs to the damager, then just say, an ox for an ox, and I would understand, okay, you killed his ox, give him a new ox. And that's it. Why do you need that last clause? It's coming to teach me that the animal goes to the one who was damaged. 
Utsricha, by the way, I need all three drashot. I need Rabbi Amiz drasha of uh, Yeshlimena. Yesh I need Rav Kahana, Ada Terefa, Ada Terefa, and I need Hiskiyaz Vamet Yelo. Why did Katab Rahmana Makebehem Aishalimena? Because if you only told me the Pasuk where if you kill an animal you have to pay it, Mishum de Lo Shechicha, because it's not common. Someone killing another animal that belongs to his friend. Okay, maybe that's the reason he wouldn't have to get him a new animal. However, but the second pasuk in regards to a watchman who didn't do a good job, that's that's pretty common. Maybe he it shouldn't be lenient for him. Maybe he would have to pay more than just the difference. Maybe they have to pay the whole thing. That's why I need that second pasuk of Afghana. Okay, if you would only tell me the case of Terefa, which is the case of the Shomer Sakhar, I would have said that he's obligated just to pay the rest of the, the of the money, meaning the difference. It's because mishum demimela, because it just happened on its own. I didn't actually hurt it. But if I would actually uh, kill the animal with my own hands, the biadaim, emalo, maybe the Torah wasn't so lenient that you could pay the difference. Maybe you would have to pay the whole thing. That's why I need both pshukim. Good. Now, if you would only tell me the case with the Shomer Sakhar and with the person who damaged the animal, I would have said, said, listen, the only reason you'd have to pay the difference in these two cases is because a person uh, killing an animal is not common. Okay, so only pay the difference. I would have said the other case because it just happens on its own. Meaning, I didn't cause damage and another animal uh, killed it or ran the street and died. But the, the case where my ox gored another person's ox and killed it, and it says he gets to keep his uh, animal, that common, and number two, it actually, my hands uh, damaged uh, his property, meaning my cow was my hands, it damaged his property. So in my law, maybe I can't just get away with paying the difference, maybe I have to pay the whole thing, and that's why I need the Hameti law. Now, and if you don't tell me the last pasuk, I would have said, I would have said it was because his money, his property is the one that damaged. But in the case of the Shomer Sachar or the, the person who actually killed the other person's animal, I would have said, you yourself caused the damage. Maybe it's not going to be linked. Maybe you can't get away with paying the difference. That's why I need the psukim to tell me that in all three cases, no matter what happened, you only have to pay the difference. So now, Amar le Rav Kahana le Rav, Rav Kahana asked Rav, Ela tama dechatav rahamana v'hamet yelo. It sounds like that the only reason you have to pay just the difference is because the pasuk said v'hamet yelo. Halav hachi avamina nevela de mazikavya. Otherwise, you tell me that the animal would belong to the damager. The problem is, let's say the damager had a whole bunch of terefot. Yeah, he could give the uh, he could give the terefot to the to the one who was damaged. The amar more because we said before yashiv. It says kesef yashiv the balav the rabot shave kesef even things that are like money vafilu subin even bran. So if that's the case, the demi baya. Of course, you could uh, give back that actual animal. Meaning, I don't even know if you need vehametiyeh law. Meaning, I think you could just learn it out of kesif yashiv libaalav. Meaning, if if I could return other dead carcasses to the to the damager and that counts as paid, then logically speaking, I should be able to. Let's say I let's say the damage the damager was able to get this uh, dead carcass, and now he has to give a different animal. He could pay back whatever he wants. He could give him back the same actual dead animal and just add a little bit more. 
meaning I see no chidush in this vehamet yelo. So the Gemara responds, Lo nitzrecha ela lifhat nevela. The chidush is if the nevela, the dead carcass, if that went down in price, meaning from the time of the damage, meaning let's say the animal died on Sunday, but they got the betin on Monday, the animal went down in price from let's say 500 to 400, that's on the one who was damaged. Meaning the chidush is that the minute this animal dies, it belongs to the person who was damaged. Right away, do whatever you have to do with it, because if it goes down in price by the time Monday morning hits, that's on you. The damager only has to pay whatever it was at the time of the damage. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam, amen ve'amen.